Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Borderline. No coughing this time. Yeah, I tried to hold on. I was holding on. Just a nice, clean open. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, welcome into episode 97 of Borderline as we motor on towards number 100. Let's go. And uh, appreciate you all tuning in this week, as always. You know, we mention this, you and I, behind the scenes often. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll talk to Trey about it in, my, in our next contract. Um, but I, I mean, we, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we could, we could probably do this pretty much every day. Now, whether could, or not everyone yeah. listen every day, I don't know, but we could pretty I much don't know do if we could do day. it. I don't know if we could include as much cornhole every day, but we could no. definitely do an hour show every or 50 minute yeah. show every day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just something you and I do on the side. Cause we could definitely yeah. do this every day. Just pop on for an hour, give our thoughts and, and then, uh, Pay attention to us, world. We We're solving problems here. <laughs> right. Or creating them, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, hey, I had so much fun with you this week hosting ACL Live. Unfortunately, due to circumstances on the technical <laughs> side that were not my fault, by the way. I know. Not my fault. You saw the proof. It was not my fault. I did what I was supposed to do. Um, actually, I think I, I actually think, I don't think it was anything on the ACL side. Because uh, I did see an announcement that apparently Facebook has had some issues uh, integrating, I think, with with StreamYard and some of the other podcast platforms. So it might have been something on Facebook side. But anyway, uh, due to some unforeseen technical issues, ACL Live was live. Uh, the ACL Digital Network did not make it onto Facebook, but that's okay. Because we had some awesome content and you and I just figured that we would uh, maybe just revisit some of the things that we that we talked about on ACL Live because what happened on ACL Live was, I mean, I had all these things I wanted to talk about on Borderline this week, right? I mean, you saw mm-hmm. me on Monday night. I was fired yeah. up. I was ready to go. Yeah. But the problem on Monday night was I blew all of my material, right? So, so I had nothing for Borderline. But then, you know, found out that we had issues uh, that night on Facebook. So, so now, dude, now we so, can do it all again. Yeah. So I'm sitting there on a call Tuesday morning at like nine, and at the end of the call, I'm like, hey. What did you guys think of Jeff and I last night since it was kind of not last, last minute, but fairly last minute? And they're like, what? Yeah, I, I thought you guys canceled it. I couldn't find it. It wasn't on Facebook. Like, and I was like, <laughs> so Trey starts laughing. He's on the call too. And he's like, did you guys, I was sitting there for, like, I didn't know it actually was on the digital network until you told me a little bit later in the day that it actually made it to the digital network. So I was thinking to myself that we just sat there from eight to nine o'clock at night, just talking to each other about all this stuff. Right. Just the two of us. Yeah. That, that was kind of funny. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm glad that, it, yeah. Cause the next day I didn't know that until you, until you, you yeah. told me that, that maybe it wasn't on. So I text Trey right away. And I said, listen, I said, listen, I, I used the link you sent. I hit go live, you know, and he said, don't worry. It's not, it wasn't your fault. It was something, you know, with Facebook or whatever, but it was on the digital network. So I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that weird that no one watches the digital network? We've got to find a way to get people over there. I mean, I would say 90% of the ACL live crowd is on uh, Facebook. Isn't that well, I weird? Think I think that's fairly, I don't I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to have more people watch it, obviously, but I, yeah. I don't know if that, I mean, other than live sports, I mean, we all know this now, right? True. Other than live sports, it's hard to get anyone to watch anything. Like, you know, I mean, everything is streamed. Like, I don't think yeah. there's one TV show anymore. Live sports, obviously, we watch all the time. I right. don't think there's one TV show that Kathy and I watch that we don't either watch through a live streaming service or it's, you know, just, or we just pre record it on, uh, on, you know, our Comcast. Box. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's if it's not Netflix or Amazon Prime or one of those streaming, yeah, that you actually like go on. To, 
Yeah, do you, you actually go on to cable? That's a good point. I don't think I do watch a show that's on cable or I don't a re- or, or linear network, as it's called in the biz. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, like we like we like Chicago PD and Blue Bloods. Um, you know, every once in a while, something like that will pop up live uh, that we'll mm-hmm. watch. I, I'm a huge Star Wars freak. So every Me once too. in a while, Star Wars will be on live. But, and I'll, and I'll all right. We're talking about that because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. And I love the fact that TNT. Wait a second. W- you didn't know that? Dude, huge How nerd. How do we not know this about each other? Uh, dude, I can't hit. So did you watch Ahsoka? No, I have not seen it. Come on, seen man. It's, it's, it's great. Andor is the best thing that Star Wars has ever put out, by the way, if you get a chance to go back and watch that. Anyway, every time there's major sports on and TNT or Turner doesn't have it, it's Star Wars all day. Have you ever noticed that? It's like, what can we do to compete with the sports? We're just going to yeah. throw Star all Wars. nine movies back to back to back to back. Yeah. It's, I, I dude, I'm Star Wars nerd. Yeah, nerd. I've, I've even watched some of, the, uh, some of the animated stuff on Disney since when they bought uh, Star Wars from uh, Lucasfilms. So again, back to our point. Um, <laughs> barring something like that that we randomly stumble onto, yeah. there's nothing. There is nothing that we watch. That is not that is not um, on a streaming service or that we record. And I think I think it's probably similar, like with with all the shows that we do, like with yeah. our show. How many people actually watch it Thursday nights live? A few, but there's a, a ton of people who download it and listen to it during the week. Yeah, you know I mean it's just that's just. The I, way I've that, heard it's a big. I've heard it's a big travel show. That's just our the way. For the, our, for the uh, folks that uh, that actually listen, they'll listen in the car when they're driving to an event or just wherever. You know. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, they'll download it and listen to yeah. it, you know, on their on their own time, which is exactly what I do. So exactly. if you're on the road, look up. <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, <laughs> all right, so so we talked about a lot of different things on ACL Live, um, and I think we're gonna have to table some of these because we have a very special mm-hmm. guest this week. And for those of you who did watch ACL Live, we teased it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, as many people know, we've kind of pivoted away from guests because there are so many pod uh, podcasts out there now that have guests. Yeah. Yep. So we figured, you know what? We'd just start throwing out some topics and giving our opinions, which has been a ton of fun. But, and we both like to do that better anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> we both like to talk. Yeah. But so this week, um, the, there there was a certain someone who reached out to us um, who who wanted to come on the podcast. And since um, since he owns it, we said yes. Um yeah. Did, did, I, did I tell you how that did I tell you how that came about? Yeah, he called you and said, put me on the damn show right now. <laughs> he's like, I'm tired of you guys blasting me. I'm coming on the show to defend <laughs> myself. I know. He's big baby. <laughs> His name is on our check. We cannot, yeah. we cannot blast him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So let's let's uh we'll have to table some of the discussion for next week. because uh, we have so much to talk about uh mm-hmm. with our special guest, who I'm sure you all know. Uh, it is by now. All right. So I, ha- I haven't done an open in a while, right? Uh, everyone, uh, you love this. Yeah. I always, had these, I always had these opens, right? So our guest today is a native of the state of North Carolina mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and was an incredibly gifted athlete and, and actually a state champion as a teenager. And despite an early childhood mistake of becoming best friends with Bernie <laughs> neighbors, which almost cost him everything. Yeah, I'm sure he still yeah. went off to college, embarking on a successful collegiate career, earning his undergraduate degree from NC State and a master's degree in business at the University of South Carolina. But our guest journey was only beginning. Mm-hmm. Throughout our mm-hmm. guest's adult life, Bernie Neighbors would return, and so did the continued hounding, pestering, 
and stalking, which at times made life almost impossible for our guest. Sure. But yet, he still rose to the top again and mm-hmm. became an extremely determined entrepreneur with many successful startup companies. And then in the late 2010s, founded what would become one of the fastest growing sports leagues in the nation, the American Cornhole League. And now almost a decade into his leadership of the worldwide governing body of professional cornhole, the latest data shows over 55 million people play the sports recreationally across the United States alone. Please welcome back to the show, our friend, and our boss, and we couldn't say no. What do you want to come on the show, Stacy Moore? <laughs> hey, man, you, for, man? You, you forgot to include. I think he had a double major in three years, by the way, undergrad, didn't you? Oh my gosh, I'm sure there's a lot. I probably, I, I don't know if everything I said was true or not. Was everything I said true? <laughs> it sounded Pretty good. I'm not sure whether. It's true or not. <laughs> I think everything I said was true, even the part about Bernie. Yeah, that was definitely true. <laughs> Especially the part about Bernie. <laughs> extra, extra truth if there is such a thing. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I haven't had a chance to see you or really talk to you. I mean, we've texted a few times, but haven't had a chance to uh, to talk to you much since Rock Hill. Everything going good? Thing, everything is as crazy as ever, Jeff. But uh, things are going well. All right, so so much to talk about, and like I like uh, you and I were emailing today. Well, I was emailing. You didn't respond to me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much so much more important about. people to talk to jeff <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there are many but no i mean so much to talk about so we can riff on truly whatever you want i mean it's always great to have you on and kind of give kind of the state of of the the sport address but um i, I figure we start maybe with kind of a softball and you and i were kind of talking about this in rock hill uh the schedule it seems like the first six uh, opens are 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 locked in until we get to Myrtle Beach the Nationals when I talked to you in in Rock Hill I know you guys are working on them still up in the air but any uh, any announcements on the schedule or any any highlights coming up here for the 24 season Yeah I appreciate it and uh yeah great to be here hard to believe that the season has already started we have two yeah. opens in the books already I would love to kind of come out and give them a, a state of the union um before the season started, but it came upon us so rapidly. Yeah, um, I missed that opportunity, but glad to have it now since you guys were slinging my name around when we made a bunch of new announcements and <laughs> shifting some things around and that sort of thing. Um, so not really here to defend myself, but to set the record straight and, uh, and, and clear up any false assumptions that are out there about things that I think in terms of the state of the sport and, and, and where we're heading. So but yeah, the schedule, uh, we should be releasing more dates here soon. I'm really excited for these eight uh, kind of signature events. You know, the main, the main change is the consolidation of our shootout format with our national format into one point series. And that has led to us scheduling eight, we call them tentpole events or other sports call them tentpole events that they have throughout the year where we'll be featuring our ACL pro teams on CBS Sports Network, um, the shootout series on another network that will hopefully be named very soon, um, and the ACL pro series. So eight amazing weekends for fans to come out and and engage with us and, and celebrities and watch Cornhole. So they're all so all these will will be under the same point system then is what you're saying so they're all going to be separate events but all count the pro events the shootout format and the national format are now 
under the uh, are now under the same format. The, the shootout format traditionally didn't have points associated with it. Now that is an eight event series that that has points associated with it. So for those events will be the play to 21 format. For those events will be the shootout format. And the singles and doubles for shootouts will be co-ed. How much? How much of those will be on the same weekends? If it's eight weeks and you've got four, you know, four distinct weeks this way, four like what all's going to be together? Does that question make any sense? Like, are you going to have teams and shootout together, or is pro, or is it all going to be together for those eight weeks? So all those eight weeks, we'll play teams, we'll play shootout, or play the twenty-one format for the pros, and we'll have a super mm -hmm. hole event. Well, a super hole for all eight. Super hole for all eight. So, wow. Okay. Um, and the big announcement around Super Hole is Super Hole will be current NFL player focused. So we have signed an agreement with Deion Dawkins uh, to be an ambassador slash co commissioner for Super Hole, uh, oh Super Hole format. And so the um, we'll be featuring two NFL or uh, let me not say two NFL teams, but two players from distinct NFL teams will be battling head to head each other against each other in that Super Bowl format. Um, the championship of Super Bowl will not be on Ocho Day uh, this coming season. It'll be at a different time and location. But on Ocho Day, we will still do a celebrity event where we would be able to hopefully invite Shamar Moore back so he can steal the show once again. <laughs> yeah, he can do that. winning still, I'm sure. He yeah, can do that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's successful. Sipping he's and winning. He's handsome, and he can play some cornhole. So, yeah, he can do that. All right, so these weekends, then, these eight weekends, to Bernie's point, are going to be huge. They're going to be massive. So, so, so. so shootout um, and teams uh, together at the same time and Super Bowl, all three on those weekends. And, and then and then some of those weekends will also feature nationals then as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you again you have eight. Wow. All the math here with me, Jeff. We got eight total weeks. Yeah. Or within the ACL Pro Series and the World Championships, uh, the points series for the season, four of those will be singles and doubles played to 21. Four of those will be singles and doubles, and doubles round limited format. Got it. So I would like to drop um, the reference to nationals and shootouts, but internally that seems to be tough to do. So I refer to it as play to 21 format and round limit format. But That's it's all it'll take. Point. It, yeah, it'll it's take. All, it's all within one point series so that I believe that'll crown the top singles player and the top doubles team that does the best in both formats. Yeah. I mean, you can make it analogous to tennis in a way, right? So when you have your, your uh, grand slams in tennis, you're going to be playing one on grass, one's on clay, one's on hard court. So you get different styles. And so that could equate to, a, you know, a style people that play better in matches to 21. And then you have some people that are kind of experts in your round limited game. And so everyone kind of gets a chance to kind of show off. But yet it's all in the same, same point system. I like it. I mean, it'll yeah. take a little bit of getting used to, but once everyone kind of feels their way through it, I think they'll like it. I think they'll get on board. Yeah, I think and it's it's a lot more attractive for our television partners and our sponsors as well.
instead well, of trying yeah. to cut it all up for every time. Yeah, every time we tried to sell the shootout series and the pro series as independent series out there, both to television and to sponsors, they all got really confused. Yeah, and uh, could never could never grasp it. And so, you know, we saw a big kind of fall off in in especially the shootout last season. Um, and so that was part of it. But in addition to that being kind of part of it, I like it a lot better. So that's yeah. interesting about the shootout because I really, and you and I have talked about this several times, Stacey. I mean, I really like the shootout. I, th- I think, I think it's, I think it's exciting to watch. Um, yep. it's, it's a little bit like the NCAA tournament. There's some wild cards that can pop up and I love that it all culminates into the championships. That kind of surprises me, but yep. I do agree with, I mean, and we've talked about this on the show a few times. Um, and you and I have talked about this too. Um, is that I, I do think that, that, the average fan has been confused at times on what am I watching? They know they're watching cornhole. They know they're watching it at a high level. They enjoy watching it, but what does it mean? What is it for? What are are they playing for? So maybe this will help clarify that. Is it, is that kind of the goal of it? Yeah, I hope so. And consolidate um, some prize pool money as well. So net net while the prize pool may be exactly the same when you combine them into one series, that prize pool looks bigger to people. Uh, even though it's the same amount of money. Right. So, um, but, but the way the math works out, um, the price pool will be, will be the same or more. Hopefully we're still out there selling sponsorships. So we'll see how that goes. And, um, you know, really excited for that. The good news is Jeff, we still get a shootout format on the women's side with the women's tour that we're doing, because we're also doing, a specific women's tour series that will again be a part of these eight events um, that are going to be a win and you get into a championship event. Four of those events will be singles and four of those events will be doubles for our ACL pro women only. Okay. Got it. And we're actually out there shopping that to a different network right now to potentially um, get that linear telecast style on a, a different night. Okay. Ah, nice little tease there. <laughs> All right. So since, since you dropped it in there like a bomb before we started, so what did Bernie and I, we, you know, we, we do this, uh, we do this segment. Um, we do this segment at the end of every show now called on off and in, right? It's, it's on the board, off the board. It's America's favorite segment. Stacey. And in the whole, it yeah. truly is. It's, it's, it's yeah. America's favorite podcast segment. So it's fun, right? It's, it, it's, if anyone watches uh, or listens to Colin Cowherd's podcast, he does where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. So it's funny, right? Cause sometimes when we throw our opinions out there, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. So since you started it that way and came out firing with your six, shooter, man, where 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 were we where were we wrong where were we off the board yeah anytime you said stacy moore would think this <laughs> but i never well, but i don't say that I, I i don't say Sta- i don't say stacy would 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 think or would say this what i what i say i'll say what i say what i say is what i say and i hope and i hope this is true i mean you can tell me stacy what i say is anything i say on the show is is always something I've said to you, whether it's at dinner or after a show, or I mean, it, it, no, I, I I think that's pretty true. I mean, you and I have some great, you know, 
yep. conversations about everything that are very honest. So I, I don't think anything that I say on the podcast is something I haven't said to your face. But no, no, I, no doubt, and I'm and I'm I'm not offended by anything that you guys said. I thought it was more of the one of more of the entertaining shows that you guys have done. <laughs> And it got me to watch it because because I heard y'all were yeah. trashing me, so that's why well, I tuned in. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, wasn't, part, but wasn't part of it, but wasn't part of it about the identification of players. And Jeff, you've mentioned this a lot yeah. about making it easier for the average yeah. fan to know who's playing, who's bag, what's going on. You know, being able yeah. to follow it better, yeah. especially to, you know. And I think that's what kind of led to it. Our show, you know, we talked about it quite a bit. And I, if I remember correctly, it was yeah. after that show that I, I received a phone call while you were on yeah. the road to Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, I think, I think one of the, around that specific segment, I think Bernie said I would refuse to give up the red and black jerseys. All right. So, again, once again, I just want to make sure we point out that this is Bernie's fault. <laughs> It, I, I don't, I think I meant that a little bit more tongue in cheek with the whole NC State yeah. thing, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, are we getting rid of it then? That, that painful uh, no, color no. scheme? Yeah, no, yeah, no, we're okay. Not. <laughs> right again. <laughs> but we we are open to it. I actually approved doing uh, different colors for this season, but it was kind of too late to logistically pull it off. Um, but as you know, with our Super Bowl jerseys, we've done multiple different colors. Where we've had the white as as the base and and a different color. Uh, on the sleeves uh, to be able to try to identify the uh, the teams better. Um, you know, the whole idea behind when we were doing light and dark jerseys and we were doing the black and the white uh, was so that people could e- easily distinguish between, you know, who's on a team and who's not. Yeah. Um, and that these people are thrown against each other. Now we've had a difficult time with our pros kind of understanding that and buying into it. A lot of times they just show up still to the broadcast with only one Jersey, um, which makes it difficult. So we've gotten better about uh, having standardized replacement jerseys for all sizes and starting to enforce. And Hey, if you sold sponsors and you don't show up on the broadcast court with both jerseys, your sponsors are going to lose out. Yeah. Um, and so on the on the pro jersey for the pro series, yes, it still will be um, light and dark for this season to distinguish, um, and and doubles specifically who's playing against each other in doubles, mm-hmm. and we are going to do a much better job of trying to uh, tie in the back color and try to get some more simplification around some of these designs. Um, I, I mean, it, it has it been a hard conversation with the bag manufacturers? I mean, obviously, they're trying to sell in, in a way where they want their bags to pop, if you will, by looking at them. But isn't there a way if we get away from, say, black and white jerseys only that you could go, you could still have the same sponsors, but kind of work with bag manufacturers and have they have a home and away broadcast jersey and broadcast bag? Like, is, yeah. is that a possibility? I mean, I mean, I know it's a lot of work and it would be very hard to do. And once again, you're relying on the players to remember all of those things. But, uh, I mean, has that been a part of the conversation or no? Yeah, it, it, it has been. And I think that we're going to find that teams is going to lead the way here, right? So we have introduced, as you guys know from the draft, home and away jerseys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
Love it. Encouraging for uh, strongly encouraging, if not forcing um, bag manufacturers to mimic those home and away colors on cornhole bags that their sponsored players will be able to throw so that their bags will match their team Jersey. And we're releasing team logos to allow our license, our tier one licensed manufacturers, um, the opportunity to do, uh, ACL pro teams logoed cornhole bags. So, um, hopefully we'll, we'll see the way, how that goes here this season with teams. And then hopefully we can implement it into, into the pro series and then hopefully get to the point where we have people adopting this for play in all the open series events that we do on, on the digital course and leading into kind of the, the linear telecast. So I think one of the big things that we have to do with the professionalism of our pro players is to push what we require on the broadcast court down to the streaming courts. Hmm. Um, and as we grow that fan base, um, and as more fans come out, especially to these, like we're talking about these eight tent pole events, our pro players have to be professional, you know, from start to finish or, around those events. Well, that, that, uh, all right, that's taken us down a, a different bullet point that I wanted to talk to you about. So let's just, uh, let's just naturally transition into that because I've talked about this. Uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about this on, on the show with you, but I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about it that player identification, Stacy, mm-hmm. has got to be one of the biggest points of emphasis, in my opinion, for the sport. You've got to be able to turn on the team. If you don't know who James, if you, uh, let, let's, let's say Tony Smith right now, right? Number one player in the sport. If you can't turn on the TV and easily identify who your number one player in the sport is, you are totally missing the boat. Like when you turn on the TV and you're watching the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the New York Giants, even if you don't know, you know, who's who's who, you can instantly tell by the colors of the jerseys match with the graphic on the screen. And that's something that that I've just been hollering about that that I think, you know, we we it sounds like that you guys are are making a point of emphasis. I want to know when I turn on the TV if Tony Smith is playing against Mark Richards, who's who? And it sounds like you guys are really kind of going, going going down that road as well, working with the bag manufacturers, working with whoever makes the jerseys to make sure that when we turn on the TV, we know who who is playing because that, that's really been difficult. You know, we, we talk about some fans not being able to understand, you know, they, they understand the game of cornhole, but when they turn it on, you know, some fans, not only do they know, do they not know what these players are playing for when they're watching, but they don't know who's who. So I love that this is a point of emphasis on on the league's part too, so we can start to identify some of our stars in the game. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct, Jeff. We've done a a really poor job of reinforcing while the broadcast is going on who is who. So whether it's flashing Jamie Graham's name up there next to him, whether it's permanently there or it's you know or you're spitting out something from the side that has his picture and his game stats while that game is going on. So it kind of reinforces, oh, that's Jamie Graham. That's who Jamie Graham is. Yeah. And right. and the more people watch it, then he will become as identifiable as when you turn on the TV and you see Roger Federer playing tennis, you know that's Roger Federer without having to see his name. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where we eventually want to get to. But still, the large number of our of the fans that are tuning in, like you said, it 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 they have a hard time making that immediate association and then less you're in that small percentage 
uh, of an avid cornhole fan, yeah, you probably don't know who Jamie Graham is right now. But you've seen him on TV a couple of times. You may recognize him and be like, oh, I've seen that guy on TV. Yeah. But you have no idea what his name is. Yep. You need, and, you need to know right and, away. And, and we, we, we have to do a better job of that on, on our end. And our pro players have to do a better job on their social media and be more professional with how they handle and grow their following uh, in social media as well. It works hand in hand. Yeah, you mentioned it um, a couple of times, and this is something I had written down. So, so we obviously know the answer to this, but how much um, of a point of emphasis, uh, emphasis has it been for the league just, just last year and this year, um, the appearance of a professional player? Um, you know, what they look like, what they sound like, um, you know, the, the, how they're perceived in the public. It sounds like this is, this is, you know, like, like I remember you guys even made a point of emphasis. I think it was last year, Stacy, maybe two years ago about shoe wear, you know, I mean, just putting some regulations on what you can, you know, can and cannot wear, because if, if this is going to be a professional sport, like football, like basketball, like baseball, you need to look like a pro. I mean, appearance right. matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we have. I'd say the majority of our ACL pro players want to be paid like other professional athletes. Yeah. Yet they're not willing to put in the work that it takes from an appearance standpoint, from a social media standpoint, and and everything else to be at that level. And so, um, you know, if sponsors are not getting the right ROI from ACL pro players they're not going to continue to sponsor these players. And I think you saw some of that happen with, with the back companies this season. Um, you had a lot of our licensees learn that just because someone is a really good cornhole player or, or has a name within the core cornhole community, they deserve X amount of sponsor dollars. And they quickly realized that that didn't translate to ROI for them. And so, you know, I think across the board, we saw, our licensees either stay at the same level or cut back their sponsorship of ACL pro players. And, hmm. you know, it's, it just all goes together, that, Stacey. It's, it, it's, well, all, it's all going together. And the pro players want to blame everyone else but themselves. But don't you think I, I'm actually going to stick up for the players, which is crazy, which I never do. But no, uh, but there are some other things that we have to do better. Like I wasn't there. I don't know. But I had a few people message me. It's like, hey, you know, we, we keep being told that we need to be more professional. We need to be acting better. But yet the boards aren't regulation length and we're playing for money. <laughs> and, you, you know, and so that that's that's hard to argue against that. So, you know, we, we we have we have to find a way to to do it on our end as well. But I, I, I look, I'm with you. I think everyone should be in a uniform, quite frankly. I mean, fishing basically does it. I mean, you, when you look at other sports that kind of come along with us, when, when, as far as what kind of sports they are, if they're individual, I mean, there, there's a uniform thing to it. And, you know, and I just don't think jeans or cutoff shorts or other types of wear come off as professional. And I know people don't agree with me on that, but it's, it's, I, it sometimes it's hard for the people inside the cornhole community to realize if we want to make it bigger, we're going to have to reach out and show other people that we can look and be professional because right now we're kind of fitting into their thought of who we are in, yeah. in, in some ways. And that has to change on, on everybody's end. My, mine included. 
Yeah, we, we, we have we have consistency at the jersey. Um, but like you said, we haven't mandated, you know, obviously we've mandated some things that you cannot wear. Right. Um, we haven't wanted to go down the path of mandating, say everyone should wear either black sweatpants or leggings um, or, or whatever that might be. But in reality, one day we might have to. And I, and I would think that the bag manufacturers would be all over this because if I've got, if I'm sponsoring a player and they're throwing my bags, how hard would it be for me to get some, you know, some black pants for that player, you know, whether they be sweatpants or, or what have you. I mean, that's just an extra, extra way for them to market themselves and it makes the player look better, but I don't, I don't know. I, yes, I, like, I, I mean, I think, you know, I think like, um, you know, specifically call out what, what ultra has done with, with their swag when their players are coordinated uh, in ultra gear, I think they all look really sharp and professional. It looks Agreed. so good. It looks so good. I hate to jump in here, but we got to keep moving. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> all, all this, all of this, all of this matters though, Stacy. And I love that we're having these conversations and that this is the direction of the league. I mean, it all matters. It starts with the TV broadcast. What we just talked about player identification yeah. And not only player identification, but but the player identification and the color of the bags, the color of the jersey matching the graphic on the screen. And I think you bring up a great point with Ultra. If you've got if you've got um, you know an Ultra player dressed in black with with the white Ultra logo throwing Ultra bags, and the graphic on the TV below has their has their name in black and white to match everything else, that is only going to help everybody else with player identification and with bag identification. I've mentioned this many times with bag on the, on the podcast with bag identification. I, I kind of liken it to, to NASCAR. Now I'm a big NASCAR freak, right? But I can tell you, Joey Logano drives Ford. Like, I think we need to get to that point where, you know, Jamie Graham up until this year, Jamie Graham used to throw fire, you know, and, and they change from time to time, right? Players change and, we, and we'll sure. change that identification but that stuff needs to be out there and then it also needs to coincide with the social media like you're saying these players have to on their end and this is something that bernie's been talking about players have to be pros act like a pro do interviews interview like a pro do social media like a pro promote like a pro promote on social media all this stuff matters if you want to make money so i love that we're having conversations about this yeah um, and i just want to touch on what what bernie said when he you know, took up for the pros, right? And what pros would say. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I've, I've heard it and, and I'm just throwing it out there. But I mean, it's, it's a legitimate argument. I'm saying one one thing, like, one thing does not make an excuse for another, right? Agreed. So it's not like Agreed. If, if, if the boards are at the wrong distance, that's on us. We screwed up. We got to own it. That doesn't right. mean that you're allowed to look like a bomb on the broadcast. Board. Agreed. Agreed. So, no, so, agreed. So, so one does not excuse the other. We have to be accountable for our mistakes and our fault. We have to continue to do better, like Jeff is saying, specifically on a, on the broadcast. Yeah. We've done a very poor job over the last five years doing exactly what Jeff is saying. I've got to take responsibility for that. i got to look in the mirror myself and get it fixed. Yeah. you got to fix it. Yeah. Which, no, which I, is also I agree great, with which, which is also great, Stacey, and this is something that we've also mentioned many times, is that we still have to take a step back. And again, uh, along with what you're saying, Stacey, I'm not trying to make excuses, but the sport is really new still, right? But but that is not an excuse, and I love that you are still able to pivot just like NASCAR. Does. You know who didn't pivot? Baseball didn't pivot, and look what happened. It killed them, right? And I, I say this all the time. I know for people who are listening, they're like, I, I get it. 
But NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR pivots all the time. You are pivoting. You're not, you're not, you're not, you know, you are not just so rigid that, that you're not going to change something. So the fact that, yeah. you, that you've noticed this, you know that, that it needs to be improved and you're going to make it better is great. I mean, it's just, it's such a new sport. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the equipment challenges that we face relative to other sports is completely different, right? Yep. Think about yep. there's, there's what four different brands of cars that participate in NASCAR. Right. And so if you equate a NASCAR brand to a cornhole bag licensee, we've got 60 of them. Yeah. A ton. That, that want to make multiple series and do multiple colors and do crazy things and rip off people's trademarks and do all kinds of crap <laughs> that, we're, that we're constantly battling. Part right? of the growing pains, right? And, Part and, of the growing pains. And, and you know, we could shut it down and say, this is it. Oh, there's only going to be four going forward. That's not what I want to do. I've got yeah. no interest in doing that whatsoever because I love the creativity, the energy, the competitiveness, mm-hmm. and the way that we've evolved our bag licensing program has led to some great innovations for our sport. So I don't want Agreed. to stifle um, the entrepreneurism that's going on in the bag world. I want to continue to encourage it and embrace it. But at the same time, they have to realize at some point it's not good for the sport. At some level, yeah. at some level, it's not good for the sport. And it may causes, be at, causes, uh, causes confusion. Causes too much confusion. Yep. And, you know, I'm constantly evaluating and trying to balance uh, those things that can, that can make, make life difficult, right? The, yep. the, confusion, the, confusion in the market is bad, and and I've and I've talked about this as well. I mean, going back to my pharmaceutical sales days, right. uh, I mean there were there were a million antidepressants out there. We didn't talk about all of them. We talked about ours and about three others because the easier we could make it on doctors, the easier we could make it on nurses, the easier we could make it on patients to simplify the market was better for us. And and yes, market confusion. If there's too many bags, I, I'm with you, Stacy. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to. Uh, stunt entrepreneurism because at your heart, I know that's, that's, I mean, that, that's what you are, but too many is not market confusion is not good. Not good for anybody. All right. Uh, quickly, j- just a few, a few things, right. That I just want to throw at you. We don't have to spend a ton of time on these, but just a few things out there. Drinking. I hear this from my, my friends all the time, right? W- would there ever be a, a day where drinking beer um, is not allowed in cornhole. Like, do you guys, do you guys behind the scenes, do you and Trey or you, Trey and, and Josh and, you know, Kath and Fred, I mean, whoever, Bernie, I mean, do you guys ever talk about this at all? Because I, mean, I, I, I with my friends, you know, and, and my family, I can't tell if people really like it or if they feel like it's odd that you can drink while you're playing the sport. But I get that question probably more than anything. Well, I think that, I think that uh, when you're, when you're comparing yourself against the NFL, the NBA, UFC, and you want to be that type of sport and create that type of valuation for the sport so that not only do a handful of people become millionaires, but a ton of people become millionaires, um, that might have to happen one day. Um, you know, golf had to evolve, right? People used to be able to drink and smoke on the golf course. 
Hey, broadcasters um, used to do it all the time. Yeah. Broadcasters used to Seriously. Do it Summerall was press- hammered doing football. Oh, God, football you'd games. walk into a press box, it'd be filled with beer and liquor and smokes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, potentially, uh, potentially alcohol gets uh, gets cut out. We, I believe we are doing some level of drug testing uh, this year. That was a hot topic within the ACL Pro Committee, yeah. and I believe that a policy got approved, and I know that we got um, quotes to implement said policy. Um, y'all may know, I, I don't know if that's been publicly announced yet or not in terms of what that outcome has been, and I'm not 100% sure that we have finalized that. Yeah, that's a tough one to go that down. If we, haven't, if we haven't finalized drug testing, we are extremely close. Hey, it's a tricky um, one. Again, like like every other tricky. sport. I mean, it, but but necessary. Every sport has had to do it, right? Look at baseball. I mean, this goes back. I mean, you, the three of us are old enough to remember. Remember Greenies back in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s? Rampant. Yeah. But the, the thing is, one, one of the problems in our sport is I think Adderall, we can go ahead and let, you know, talk about the elephant in the room is a big one. I think it's tough when you say you can't do this when a doctor says you can. Yeah, it's t- it's tricky. Yes, that's tough. Adderall is definitely it's that's the tricky part. And yep. yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how that one gets handled. I mean, I know, obviously, but... obviously, if you get drug tested, you don't have a prescription for it. Well, you're not using it properly. You're using it as a stepping stone. I can tell you, as people that actually need it. You know, their attention span, if you if you saw them play without it, they'd be all over the place, right? They wouldn't, you know, it. you'd know who they were. I, I just, that's so tough. And I, I, th- that's I think the, you hit the nail tough. on the head though, Bernie. I think you hit it on the head. You, you, you have to do it and you have to do it randomly. And for those oh, who are caught, it taking it without a prescription, then you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get in trouble, and you know what? Suffer it's no different. It's no different. They do it in college. They do it in college. Sure, they do. All these college kids, so many of them have prescriptions, but some of them don't. And if right. you don't, you yeah. get suspended. So, yeah. I, mean, so I, that, I don't think I don't think it's different than any other sport. I agree. Sport. Yeah. So that's how they do it, and in, in, at the college level, Jeff, they they just randomly test people for Adderall, and if I I don't know if it's specifically Adderall, but they do do drug drug testing. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know if Adderall was specific on. The, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Because on the testing list, but they do do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't really don't think it's on any sports testing list. Not yet. Uh, it, it seems to be our our sport might be the uh, we we might be leading the way on that one. Yeah, because it's I can I I can make a couple of calls though, Stacy. I can I can figure out because um, I got a couple of coaches I could call where I could just off the record ask them. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I know sure the they tray. would tell me whether or not that's included. Let me look yeah, it up tray. online. I mean, yeah, so I'm not as well versed on it as Trey and the pro committee that were coming up with that policy. So I didn't do my own personal in depth research um on it and you know my feelings about Adderall are, are are definitely mixed on whether it's legit performance enhancing or not it does, does it cause long-term harm like steroids do to your body mm. um but with prescriptions like I, like the, it's such a tough one and I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you but like with prescriptions it's also a matter of privacy right yes. if, if you if you go through and like all of a sudden well Nothing says you're allowed to know what my doctor is telling me I need to take. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, and that—that's that. that it like goes. Adderall, it's, it's scary. It's that is yep. scary. That's a yeah. scary road. So it's so prescribed that that makes it really difficult. 
Uh, just a couple of minutes left. Again, we could go. We could we could do a whole podcast <laughs> on any one well, of these. Well, yeah, welcome uh, to Borderline. We could talk about one subject for one week straight. Yeah, and now and now we're quickly going to go from drugs to gambling. So I mean, really, this is the <laughs> how they go thing. hand in hand, really. <laughs> but but real quick, Stacey, um, you guys you guys have made such incredible um strides in gambling, right? So much fun. Every, every, I mean, I love I love gambling a little bit on football and uh, and basketball. Um, and, and now in cornhole, I obviously have a lot of friends who will throw some money on different players, especially with the shootout series with DraftKings. Uh, where are we with gambling? How much does that want to expand? How much of that is a point of emphasis? Do you, do you still foresee the day where you can walk up to a sports book in Vegas and, and, and lay down some money on Matt guy? Like where, where, where are your thoughts and the direction on, on the future gambling with, with cornhole? Yeah, we're still pushing hard. I believe we're legal and. In every state that has approved sports betting, except for one or two, um, so we've done a really good job on that front. Um, we're talking with various partners to obviously expand uh, the offering of not only the odds that that DraftKings puts out, but you know, trying to create new markets, trying to do uh, in play. Right, in play is a very popular thing whether you're yeah. betting on golf or, or football like i personally love betting on golfers live during a golf match and <laughs> sitting, sitting there with a the beer watching tv betting whether or not so and so is going to birdie that hole or beat whoever they're playing against just for that one hole That's so is that is that still a goal for the league stacy and i'm sorry to interrupt yeah. we only got like two minutes left i was thinking we had yeah. i forgot we, we just did acl live where we had an hour and i forgot we've only got 50 minutes on this thing so we only, yeah. have, a couple, we only have a couple minutes left but is, is that where you <laughs> see the future though so you want this to be like and, and what's the timeline do, do you think in the next year or two like wh wh when will that day come where i can sit down on a sports book and say and bet and bet you know three dollars that matt yeah. guy's gonna hit a, a four-bagger <laughs> Oh man, it's tough to predict. I would love to say it's going to be within the next three years. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, would it know, be great to thought, be a, sit, in a, sit in a sports book and just and be watching Jamie Graham, be watching Tony Smith, Mark Richards, Matt Guy, and be able to bet? Hey, I think he's going to win, or I think he's going to hit a four bagger. That'd be yeah. so much fun to just sit there and, and bet on it. Yeah, and we we were we were so close last year to having multiple outlets. Uh, beyond DraftKings in terms of like the FanDuel's and Caesars and MGM um, offering odds through through a data partner. And that's really kind of the key is there's a there's a middleman there that that we've got to do a deal with. Hmm. Um, and, you know, the more noise that that we can create for our fans to demand, hey, MGM, we want you to carry cornhole odds, right? We are Caesars. And then, you know, they're calling up their data provider and saying, Hey, you got cornhole. Um, and so I did get an email last week that, that, uh, that one of the data, data providers we've been talking to for two years, uh, has finally said, man, we were getting a lot of calls from different outlets about cornhole now. So, awesome. um, hopefully that's a positive sign and, uh, hopefully we get, get some, some other people to join DraftKings here in, in 2024. 
Well, I would, I would, and I would try and help support you, but I live in South Carolina. There, there's <laughs> South Carolina will probably be one of the last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, live in the wrong state for gambling on Cornwall. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> or anything for that matter. Close, but, well, uh, hey, Stacy, we, we got we got to run, but uh, um, I, I appreciate you so much and and uh, everything that you do for for me personally, and and uh, love being able to call you a friend and and love uh, you, man. Just, pick up the phone and, and talk anytime and seriously anytime i know we joke but but it's your podcast whenever you want to come on you just let us know yeah <laughs> yeah you guys and invite me back uh often i'd, I'd be glad to share more of my thoughts hey with, uh, with we could do base. we could do it monthly it could be the state of the union every month you could come yeah, out and say every month yeah come oh, on man. 15 minutes Ooh, a lot of pressure. How about quarterly? How about quarterly? We could do quarterly. <laughs> our, our, we've basically been doing quarterly. I feel that's like. actually a great idea. I like it. That. Is a great idea. Way yeah. to go, Bernie. Right, Stacey, <laughs> hey, hey, it's been 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 a great ride. Thank you, brother, for everything. And yeah. uh, thanks thanks for coming on the show and and fielding so many questions. Great job. Thank you guys, and I appreciate everyone out there supporting the ACL. All right, we'll see you again soon. See you, bud. All right, Stacy Moore, Commissioner of the ACL. All right, bud. I seriously, I totally forgot. On ACL Live, we get the full hour here. We oh yeah, fifty minutes. Fifty yeah. minutes. So we literally have one minute left. But uh, great stuff. Awesome to have him on. You could and really truly, talk. I mean, and truly, yeah, I talk about this. I mean, one of the things I love about the sport most, for those of you who who listen to the show, you know, is just is just the exposure and the access I have to all the players, and that is no different than my than my access to, to Stacy. You know, to be sure. able to talk to him, to be able to talk to a commissioner of a league. Yeah, can you imagine about about basically anything you want? Is is really it's it's really great. Yeah, very different. So, are we doing on off and in, or is it we just don't have enough time? No, do we don't it? have time. Bummer. Yeah, we don't have time. But you know what my on was going to be? And, and maybe my end all sliding mitts. Like, what, what are sliding mitts? Sliding mitts are stupid. Oh, on baseball? Like, watching baseball? Just to save fingers. Yeah, it's I, I know. I get it. But it's like, what do NFL players think when they watch baseball players wearing a stupid sliding mitt? Come what on, do the old dude? baseball players think? I mean, it is crazy. Uh, that, that, that was part of my, but we don't have time. Right, am, I in the, am I in the hole? North Carolina will always choke in football season. Did it again. I'm sorry. You and I were texted. I feel bad. <laughs> All right, dude. We got to go. Have a good week. I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. We'll see you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Appreciate you guys.